As an adult child of divorce, do you have father wounds? I think many of us do, and my friend Kia Stevens has written a new book on this topic. Welcome back to Heart in a Drawer, the podcast for adult children of divorce. I am your host, Sarah Geringer, and today I have a very, very special episode for you. It's going to be different from any other that I've done because I am going to let my friend Kia Stevens' words speak for themselves. Kia has been a blogger for about as long as I have. I started blogging roughly 2010. We got to know each other through blogging. She also writes for Proverbs 31 Ministries, Encouragement for Today, Devotions. So I consider her a personal friend of mine. She has written an exquisite new book called Overcoming Father Wounds. And it is so personal and touching that I believe her words need to speak for themselves. So this podcast, I'm just going to read pretty much straight from her book. I want to tell you something that she's been posting on social media, which I find really encouraging, and I'm so proud of her. She's such a brave woman. She said she got permission from both of her parents before telling the story, even though I believe she's been estranged from her father most of her life, if I remember her story correctly. So... She has done a lot of work. She's put her heart and soul into this book, and I am just honored to give you part of her story through this reading, and we're going to get started in just a moment. So I have just chosen some passages that I feel are worthy of our attention and that can fit in the time of a regular podcast episode here. So I'm going to start with just a little portion from page 15 in the book. Here in the tangled labyrinth of our minds, we begin to contemplate the impossible, having a different father. This, however, is not an option. We don't have the luxury of exchanging our father for a kinder or more attentive one. Our patch of grass, no matter the condition, is still ours. As a result, our father's attributes, good or bad, are embedded in the fabric of who he is. And although it's possible for people to change, we can't make our father who we want him to be. Every father-wounded daughter eventually faces the reality that she will not get a different dad. This is why, although we've never met, there's a part of me that knows a part of you intimately. We are sisters bonded together by a wound we incurred when we were most vulnerable. We are a vast, multi-ethnic society of women. Now, as you can see, she is writing this book for women, but I know a lot of my listeners are males, so I believe that a lot of what she says is going to resonate with you as well. The next passage I'm going to read is from page 27 in the book. Maybe your father left your mother for another woman. Maybe his private life caught up with him, and the consequence was incarceration. 
Maybe he died a premature death and left you longing for a dad who will never come back. Whatever your situation is, I'm grieving with you. Know that my heart for you reflects the compassion God offers his beloved daughters. He cares about every tear you've ever cried concerning your father, and he grieves with you. As it says in 1 Peter 5-7, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He knows the pain you suffered in this relationship is not your fault, but rather a byproduct of the sin in our world. There's no way you could have caused or prevented your father wounds. The next passage is from page 32, and I found this quite insightful. I flashed back to adolescence, and every interaction I ever had with the opposite sex, I realized each encounter had, in fact, been influenced by my faulty, father-wounded judgment. My poor choices with boys early on in life had been laced with a longing for my father. Every decision had been impacted by the absence of my dad. Unfortunately, this revelation was about 20 years too late. The time to hear a message like this is before you begin to navigate the dangerous trappings of relationships. A woman needs her father to coach her as she delves into interactions with boys and men. If she doesn't have one, she'll be forced to figure things out on her own. I did which was problematic. It would have been better had I heard these words prior to venturing into the wide world of men. Consequently, I naively began this rite of passage without knowing anything about father wounds. On to page 41, and pull out a section here. The pursuit of healing and wholeness is an option for every woman with a father wound. Pursuit indicates we must take action. For the unnamed woman, she's talking about the woman with a 12-year bleeding problem in Mark chapter 5. Her pursuit involved making her way through the crowd to touch the hem of Jesus' outer garment. It was difficult, risky, and necessary. Sis, our healing is not going to fall from the sky. There are actions we must take. Choosing this path is not easy and it will most likely cost us something. It will require vulnerability. We'll have to relinquish our pride and admit that we've been impacted by our father wounds. We may even have to acknowledge the fact that we need help. The road to wholeness is tailor-made for each individual, full of unique challenges we must overcome. There are, however, pivotal steps to healing that each of us must take. The first of those steps is acknowledging we have a father wound. Our healing journey can't begin until we make this critical declaration. Acknowledging our wounds appears simple, but it can be quite difficult. It requires admitting that we have a problem. We have to be honest about how our father's actions impacted us. This means we revisit the times when we experience rejection, shame, abandonment, and hurt at the hand of our father, whether it was done knowingly or unknowingly, and we allow ourselves to say, that word or action wounded me. Here's the final section that I want to quote. It starts on page 42. In his book, Bringing Up Girls, 
Dr. James Dobson says, There is a place in the female soul reserved for daddy or a daddy figure that will yearn for affirmation. Not every girl or woman is the same, of course, but almost every girl desires a close bond with this most significant man in her life. She will adore him if he loves and protects her and if she finds safety and warmth in his arms. She will feel that way throughout life unless he disappoints her or until one of them dies. By design, we're wired to love our fathers, and as a result, things can get complicated when we are tasked with admitting we have father wounds. In the name of love and happiness, we're tempted to cover a multitude of wrongs on his part. For the sake of keeping the family gatherings upbeat, we would rather not say anything and just let bygones be bygones. We don't want to be the family member who ruins the get-together, so we either remain silent, withdraw, become a different version of ourselves, or avoid the gathering altogether. For many of us, we wrestle with the reality that acknowledging our wounds may depict our father in a negative light. It may place a blemish on his reputation and diminish who he is in the eyes of others. For this reason, we may opt to protect our fathers and conceal our pain, sometimes for years, sometimes forever. I get it, and I've done it, but this won't help us overcome our father wounds. What it will do is keep the door to our healing and wholeness padlocked. I understand the temptation to ignore, dismiss, deny, and pretend when it comes to our father wounds. I want to encourage you to glean from the courage of the unnamed woman and pursue healing no matter what it costs you. Remember how she made her way through a crowd that had no understanding of all the days and ways she had suffered? Think about her resolve to reach out to Jesus and press your way through every obstacle that stands between you and your healing. I think you can probably sense why I wanted to give Kia's words top billing in today's podcast. She places her finger on the heart of what we deal with when we have a father wound. And the book just goes on and on into more depths of healing. And I have learned much from it myself. And I have found it very valuable in my own healing journey. So I will put a link to it in the show notes and I encourage you to purchase it. I feel like she probably touched on 10 or more previous episodes I've done in these observations that I've included just in this single episode. So I would like to close out with a prayer, but before I do that, I just want to remind you that Dealing with father wounds is serious emotional business, and this is a podcast, and I would venture to say a book, that should never replace you seeking professional help from a qualified Christian counselor, but should be a supplement to the individualized treatment that you can get from someone who is listening to your story from a professional perspective. I've done that myself. 
It was the greatest investment I've ever made in myself, and I only wish I had done it sooner. If you want a free one-time call for a counseling session from Focus on the Family, I put the link in all of my show notes. I strongly suggest that you do that. Then they will put you in touch with a local counselor who they recommend. And I did that years ago, and it helped me tremendously. Highly recommend that to you as well. So let's close in prayer. Father God, I know so many of us adult children of divorce have father wounds that are unhealed, Lord, and it could take a whole lifetime for these wounds to heal, but it doesn't mean that healing isn't possible, and we need your help. We need your hand of healing in our hearts that have been wounded in ways that only you know. We know, and we don't disclose it to other people, but you even know the places that are hurting inside of us that we don't even know ourselves. We know that you can bring those to light as we seek healing from your word, from books like the one that Kia has written, from the help of a pastor or counselor who is trained in helping people get through this kind of trauma. So we pray, Lord, that you would give us the resources that we need for total healing in this area and that we would grow in our trust in you as our perfect Heavenly Father who will never leave us or forsake us like your word says in Hebrews 13 verse 5. I pray healing and perfect peace for all of my listeners today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and I will be prayerfully preparing the next episode as the Lord leads me to another book that I think would be a good resource for you. Until next time, I'm praying God's peace and blessings on you.